Hello and welcome to Season 2 of the Road End Podcast. Each episode, we will speak to a new guest, get to know them and hear their stories about Liverpool Football Club. Hi everyone and welcome to Season 2 of the Road End Podcast. Today is the weekly LFC review show with me, Dom. And me, Chris. And we're going to talk about a lot of things, including that absolute demolition of United. But we're going to start with Wolves. Feels years ago now because of what happened with um, United on the weekend, but it built the start of the foundations, doesn't it, really, for the weekend? What are your thoughts on the game? Um, it was slow uh, to start, obviously. We got there in the end. It's sort of how much I summed it up. Yeah, I'd say it was good Van Dyke get on the score sheet. He's been taking a bit of stick lately. And as you say, built foundations because we've kept, I think, five clean sheets in a row now. So what we've complained about all season is silly goals getting conceded. And we seem to have sort of stopped that rot a little bit now. Yeah, I think, as you say, it's built a foundation for us to move forward on. Um, I mean, the Palace game, the less said about that, the better, really. But it, it was still there were still positives to take from that clean sheet, etc. Defence looked quite solid, to be fair. And then to move that into the Wolves game and 2-0 victory at Wolves. So I talked that before the game. So I think I said 2-0 as well, didn't I, Dom? I think you did, you know. But I'm sick of you starting to get the scores right. <laughs> I don't think anyone got Sundays right, to be fair. <laughs> <laughs> no. But before we move on to Sunday, yeah, with the Wolves game, I think the first half, I think I was texting you, the first half, mm. the first half was absolutely... It was poor. It was slow, weren't it? I didn't feel like we were out of first gear, but we come out the blocks in the second half and I thought we were much better, to be fair. But yeah, like we've said, that built the foundations for the weekend. It's another clean sheet. That was, what, the fourth of the fifth of them in the league. We don't really have to spend too much time on Wolves because I think spent that much time talking about Wolves in the last six to eight weeks that it doesn't need much time. Um, I can't really remember the game that much because of Sunday. I'm still like in that Sunday headspace. Yeah, I, I, again, it wasn't the greatest game in the world, to be honest. But yeah, we did step it up second half. Um, but I'm with you. It, it wasn't like a game that'll stick long in your memory. It, it was just, yeah, good 2-0 two, two performance. <laughs> and that, yeah. that's pretty much your, your foundations for the season. We should have been doing this, you know, throughout the season, really. We've just conceded stupid goals, first 10, 15 minutes of every game. And straight away, put you on the back foot, whereas... We look a lot more solid, especially with Kanate back and Van Dijk getting a bit of form. We are looking a bit more solid. And Fabinho's like the Fabinho from three years ago. For some reason, he's he's just literally come back into the fray, um, which is a massive help to the defence, especially with, with obviously, uh, I know it was Tomiscus going forward on um, the Wolves game, but it, it still helps with having a, a good solid foundation at the back to let them do that. Yeah, it was nice to see Jota come back in and get an assist for the goal as well because it was some finish by Van Dijk. It was on a plate really from Jota though, weren't it? Um, yeah. Nice to see Jota come in and actually have a bit of a difference because he's, he has looked really rusty since he come back, but you can expect that after four months off, can't you? Yeah, 100%. And it, we're going to get the same with Diaz when he comes back. I mean, I think I said to you the other day, personally, I wouldn't rush Diaz back at the minute. Um, no. You know, bring him on for 20 minutes maybe when he's back fit, but... If we can go through the season without really utilising them much, then he, he's got to get over this injury. And since sim, Jota, really, we, we he started the Wolves game, didn't he? I don't probably not starting games at this minute in time for me, but obviously he wants to rotate a little bit. But yeah, I think come end of the season when we've got it all then fit, it's it's quite a scary prospect to be fair. 
There is, and like you said, Diaz, if the front three plus the likes of Jota and Firmino, which we'll talk about in a minute, stay fit, then you've you've got options anyway, really, haven't you? Let's be honest. Yeah, and obviously you've got midfield. It was always our crutch, isn't it? But, you know, you've got Harvey Elliott, who I know I said the other week, and I still stick with it. I don't see where his best position for Liverpool actually is, but obviously he's a young lad. He's, what, 19 years old, so you can still learn in positions. Henderson seems to have found a little bit of form from somewhere. He seems to be a lot more running than what he used to do because he couldn't even get past 60 minutes, I think, before no. Klopp would be like, I'm taking him off now. Uh, so, yeah, he seems to have got a second wind as well from somewhere. So, yeah, it's it's positive at the minute, to be fair. It is. Let's stay that way. Okay, so before we move on to the Firmino news, the Stairlift saga's got a lot of attention. <laughs> <laughs> To be fair, it was the highlight of a show where we lost 5-2 to Real Madrid and drew nil nil Crystal Palace. So. <laughs> I agree. Explain to everyone what this stair lift is, because no one knows who Margaret is, and no one knows what it was doing. Oh, so it's my mother-in-law's stair lift. She's 92, so she can't walk up the stairs. Um, so yeah, she lives with us, um, my wife's mother. And obviously that beep noise is when the arm is coming down to the floor to basically... Tell you to move up the way. That's pretty much it. But I didn't. I don't even notice it because it's on all the time in ours. So that's what I only noticed when you said, "What's that noise?" So how many times have you been on it? Never. It's too slow. <laughs> I'll be. <laughs> it's way too slow. I think um, my wife's been on it once or twice, but yeah, I've never been on it. Mate, if I was to go out and get get in pissed, I'd be on that getting up to bed. <laughs> I don't even think I can fit on it, to be fair. <laughs> I'm like six foot five. I don't even think I'm going <laughs> to squeeze onto me. That was so funny that, you know, I was so glad I kept it in the podcast as well. Yeah, from that show, five two to the elbows, we had a nil decent talking point. <laughs> from happy to sad then, we were in work, weren't we, at the time, when the Firmino news sort of got flirted with the media. I, I think I mentioned to you about it, and then it sort of all started spiralling out of all media outlets. So, Firmino... Um, has announced he's leaving Liverpool at the end of the season. He's decided not to take up the option of a new contract and look elsewhere, basically. It's a surprise for me, that, because although I don't really take much in like much notice of what Klopp says about contracts and press conferences, it felt like he was pretty much nailed on to sign that deal. And I don't really know what's changed that, other than Gakpo coming into a little bit of form. I don't know. It, it just seemed very out the blue. And for it to come out then as well, it, it was just, it was strange. Obviously, we wish not on but the best for Firmino when he leaves the club because what he has done for us, he's probably been my favourite player on the club, if I'm being completely honest with you. And I know he was here before that. But what he's done has set the foundation for everyone. What are your thoughts on that? I think did Klopp do the same with Mane in the January as well? Talks were ongoing, etc. And Obviously, then Manny decided to leave, but I, st- I said to you, didn't I? I, I, I? He buys the players in January, Diaz, basically Manny's replacement. Gakpo, for me, is possibly going to be, or Jota um, will be Firmino's replacement, but I'm with you. I think he's been the catalyst for for the Manny, Firmino and Salah trio. He drops deep, he takes the space, he gives, he gives options. He's just a phenomenal footballer, play, footballer to be fair. And I'd be really sad. I thought they might have kept him for another year or two, good in the dressing room, never a problem to Klopp. I, I was shocked that he was 
saying he's leaving, but then I read from his agent as well, he's not even talking to other clubs until he's left, out of respect for Liverpool. And that's the, that. That's Firmino all over, isn't it? You know, um, he'll go a free agent, uh, and then he'll obviously discuss with other clubs where the next move will be. In total for Bobby Firmino and Liverpool, he's played 354 games, 108 goals and 72 assists. He's won the Champions League, the European Super Cup, the FIFA Club World Cup, the Premier League, the League Cup and the FA Cup. And the Community Shield doesn't count as an honour, but we're going to throw it in anyway. He's done everything, he's won everything. And I feel like when you get players that are in that situation that decide to move on, you can never really argue with it because he's given everything, he's done everything, he's won everything. It's sad just because of the sentimental value that we've got for him, just because of how much everybody loves him at the club. But at the same time, you want him to do well when he leaves. Similar to Mane, he doesn't want to stay in England. Where do you see him fit? Spain, for me. Uh, Possibly Italy at a push, but I I think he's still got a lot left in him, to be fair. He's 31 only. I'd say Barcelona would obviously love him uh, if they can get obviously played off their wage bill. I, I still think he could fit in at Real Madrid even, but then you've got Benzema, so... I think Barcelona's a likely option for him, but I think Casey Milan was sort of looking into him as well, weren't he? Um, I don't see him going to like France or anywhere like that. I see it being Spain at a push Italy for me. I mean, he might take a project on like a Sevilla or, or, or a decently sized team, Atletico Madrid. He might just take a, a different view of it. doesn't need to play for Barcelona. And as you say, he's won everything anyway. So, um, But reading them stats then, even... That just that just fails in comparison to 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 what he's done in as a team in Liverpool Football Club. You know he's been a great servant to the club. He gives us you know his best every game, and it's he's an entertainer. Yeah. You know he's the one. He, you you pay your money, you go and see players like him. Yeah, he, he probably maybe should have got more goals in his in his time here. But you know you, you think back at some of the goals and his celebrations as well. I'll definitely miss them. And uh, it's more than the stats to me. He's he's more of a player than that. I just say. He's been the one where he creates the space. He's clever. As I say, some of his little flicks around corners and other players wouldn't even wouldn't even see it. So I'm I'll really miss him. But yeah, I'm a Joe. Got respect for him. And if he goes and takes a project up somewhere else, I I, I won't wish him bad. Same with Mane. Um, yeah, yeah, I see. I'm, I'm with you on the Barcelona shout. I think it's a thing. What a lot of the Brazilian lads do that come to Europe, they tend to want to achieve the dream to play for Barcelona. Um, Coutinho done it from us didn't he? it was always going to happen we knew it was always going to happen yeah. whether Firmino goes there just because of the form of Lewandowski is another thing but wherever he goes what they're going to get is they're going to get fun like you've said they're going to get hard work and they're going to get a really a really clever footballer what he can do on a football pitch does, I, I think he's developed a false nine role like, uh, like plenty of teams now adopt that and I would go as far as saying that's that should be named the well, that, for me, no role. Like the Makaleli role and all that. It's mm-hmm. he he come in as an, a number nine. He's not a number nine or a number ten, really. He's sort of in between. Nine and a half. Yes, pretty much. And but he as he's made every comment commentating talking about him, they all say the same thing. He's sort of a, a unique player in in the sense that yeah, you've had number tens playing, you know, great players in the past, but he just offers something a little bit different. And I think we will miss that going forward. It's like, it's like we were saying the other week, we miss sort of a number 10 or a, a little, like a Coutinho even, if you want to call it that. Uh, someone who can just withdraw a nil-nil. Palace game is a prime example. Someone who can just go, right, one pass around the corner or, you know, take two players on, slot it through, 
we we missed that for me at the minute, and Firmino has done that for what eight years has he been at the club? I won't touch on it yet because we're going to move on to United. Everyone wishes Roberto Firmino the best, no matter where he goes, because I'm sure he'll be back at Anfield in a red shirt in the next few years. My little lad, I, I, you know, I, I sent a clip out on Twitter, I sent it on Instagram, I was showing it to everyone pretty much when I told them. I was heartbroken. I never get like that. It's, it, there's not many players that have left Liverpool, maybe Torres, that I've actually felt absolutely devastated about. And I think I thought that was because I was a bit of a kid and I was young. When he said that the other day, I felt like someone kicked me in the stomach. I felt sick. And then when I come home and told Oliver and he said, what do you mean he's leaving? He's literally our best player. And I was like... <laughs> He had him on his first kit as well, so with the sentimental value of that as well, it's just, yeah, it's mad. It feels like something died inside when I heard the news. Yeah, I agree. And as I say, it was similar with Mane. It was, um, you know, what, what do you mean you go <laughs> sort of thing? You can't. But as I say, you've got to respect these players. That They're not tied to Liverpool. They've never supported as a club. Like, if, if Trent did the same, you'd be like, what the hell? Do you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. With yeah. these players, they probably grew up watching the likes of Barca, Real Madrid. Yeah, probably Liverpool as well. But they've got no emotional ties to the club. It's paid the wages. It's won them trophies. And that's pretty much the top and bottom. Yet, they, they, they love the club and everything else that goes with it. And you find a lot of former players come back to Liverpool as some capacity. But I don't begrudge... Fabinho, where I move to a new challenge personally, I think it's yeah. it could be a good move for him. And as I say, we have got enough cover in the likes of Jota, Gapo, Nunes, obviously Salah. They can all sort of they can play the role, but maybe not as not as entertaining as Fabinho will say. Well, and encouraging signs. Moving on to United, encouraging signs in the Roberto Firmino role, Cody Gakpo. Um, I'm not going to spend too much time talking about Gakpo because I want to move to United now, so we'll bring that up. The demolition job, I've called this. First half, I thought, I thought, you know, I'm listening to all these pundits and all these opinions, and other than a couple of half chances, I don't know where they're getting it from that they deserve to go in at half-time. Uh, maybe they're better chances. I wouldn't say deserved. I'd say should have gone in at half-time more than deserved because that ball from Luke Shaw to Rashford and he hits the floor, you've got to be scoring that. I don't give yeah. a shit who you are. But yeah. First half, thought it was, you know, the atmosphere at Anfield was brilliant. And for me, it's the best it's been in a long, long time. So that's credit to everyone. We did say on the last episode that we need we need that for that game and that week. But yeah, I'll, I'll ask your opinion on it because you watch, where did you watch it at home? Yeah. Yeah, and I'll take your opinion on it from, from watching it at home and then I'll talk about being there and how unbelievable yeah. it was. So Mind-blowing. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, so first half... I thought first 20, we, we, we were superb, to be fair. I thought we, we really took it to them. And I think I texted my brothers, um, you know, we need to score while we're on top here. Because, you know, United, the way they've been playing, the dangerous with the likes of Rashford. Um, I thought, Anthony, I've not seen much of him, but I thought he was better than what he was, to be fair. But yeah, I thought that we need to get a goal here just to sort of get 1-0 up, hopefully again get the crowd risen. And we did let them back into it, I'd say 10, 15 minutes but I'm with you, like the Fernandez header, Allison's got it covered. You can see it from all angles. Allison's saving it, so it's not never going in. The Rashford one, yeah, he should have done better. He could have took a touch, slotted the eight, tried the first time. And in the form Rashford was in, I did I must admit I did panic. I thought he he's he's smashing this. But other than that, that they did nothing. And then obviously getting the goal just before half time's perfect. Um and what a goal to be fair. I mean Robertson, we I didn't see that pass from anywhere now. I was watching it on the television and then 
where he spotted the pass, and it's the fact that he even tells Gakpo where to go. He's actually telling them before he passes it. It's, it's just great. I mean, I thought Varane was poor defending, but taking no, nothing away from Gakpo to just turn inside and and it, it was was a fantastic goal and a brilliant time to score, to be fair. What are your thoughts on Mo Salah? Just from this game. <laughs> he, he was unplayable, in all honesty. He was, and he's been like that for a few for a few games um, recently. He, he, he is back to the old Mo Salah in a way. He's, he's taken players on. He, he's trying to curl it from the, from the angles. I don't know whether something's just clicked. I don't know whether it's the front three's been changing around and he's not comfortable, but now suddenly, bang, it's gone. It's like, you know, these are the future because he seems to have a really good line with Gakpo. He seems to really click with Gakpo. But yeah, I don't, I don't know where it's come from. He's literally just like like he's gone up two gears and literally he, he, he's unplayable in that mood. You can't you can't stop him. He, he literally is unstoppable. So on Sunday, well, on Saturday, I had, I had a couple of people message me saying he had a ticket and then the ticket fell through and it was just, it was like teasing. It was like sticking it in and taking it out. And then Sunday morning, I get a message off a guy called Tony and that's a big shout out for you, Tony, because you saved my life Sunday. Did you manage to get sorted? No, was my answer. And he said, I've got you on here in the cop. And I was thinking, this has got to be a fucking wind up this. And I've knew Tony for a while. He um, knew my brother-in-law and he was at my brother-in-law's charity night and things. So, you know, he's a good lad. And getting that ticket, I had a feeling that it, something was just going to, it was just going to be one of them days. Like it was a bit of luck. It was, I was buzzing. I was absolutely buzzing with it. Going up the ground, I, I met up with Gav from the Day Trippers podcast in Ireland. Who again? He's another top lad and a top podcast. So give them a listen. LFC Day Trippers. We had a few drinks beforehand. Talked about the game. I don't think anyone had any inclination that the game was going to go the way it did. On the way to the ground, I don't know. It just felt different. It felt like everyone. Well, I think it was United, weren't it? And that's that's the thing. You play United, and the atmosphere is totally different. The ground was just. I don't know. It was bouncing. It was. There was excitement around it. Everyone was up for it. Everyone was keen as fuck. I think United felt that. Like you said, the first 20, 25 minutes, I thought we were in complete control of the game. I think they had 10 or 12 minutes probably in the game where they were, I wouldn't say as much on top. I'd say they had a decent spell. Now, if United don't have a decent spell, something's wrong because it's fucking Man United. But then when that goal goes in, Jesus Christ, the relief. The relief. Uh, I don't, how did that come across on the, on the telly? I think obviously from like Carragher's point of view, very relief. Martin Tyler was fuming as usual, uh, <laughs> and Gary Neville was just like, you know, I mean, to be fair, he, he admitted like a great goal and stuff like that. But um, yeah, definitely around the ground, you could because they just had that spell. You could sense the crowd weren't getting like on people's backs or anything, but the atmosphere had gone from like up here yeah. and it was starting to come down, and that literally just blew the roof off and. That was the catalyst start of it. It was just, and as well, I say, perfect timing. Well, I mean, I was in the left side of the cop, 104, and I was literally online with Robertson. So when Robertson picks his head up, and, and listen, this for any kids listening, always get your head up because what he done with that was just a joke. Looks up, looks a simple pass. It's not a simple pass. It's not a simple touch out your feet, but it's all about the pass from Robertson. If he plays that with the right pace, Gakpo can do anything he wants with his first touch. Takes it out to his feet, bends it far corner. It might sound simple and it might not get the credit it deserves, but that is some goal that, you know, out of nothing. Oh, yeah. Exactly. And I say it, it is simple, but how many players would spot the pass, would 
execute it. I mean, you've seen it a hundred times. It flies out for a goal kick and the player's legging it down, trying to catch it and it doesn't work. It's, it's, you can say it's a simple buzz, but it isn't. Uh, and as I say, the first touch from Gakpo to take it inside for Dan. And then just have to, yeah, I'm smashing this, doesn't matter. Well, it was a brilliant control finish, to be fair. Yeah, let's go through every goal then. So the second goal, I'd, I'd gone down in the nicest way possible, having a piss. And <laughs> as I'm coming back to my seat, the ground went off its head. And I was like, wow, oh, fuck, I've missed the goal here. And as I get up the steps, Nunes are celebrating right in front of us. I couldn't believe it. Absolutely yeah. devastated. And then what, what was the third Gakpo? Right. I'm going to talk about this because this goal deserves everything it, everything it gets, basically. Martinez has been given an easy ride in the Premier League so far. And this five-foot fucking midget has gone round acting as if he's seven foot. And the butcher tips on through the cop, apparently. <laughs> Absolutely fucking nonsense. Salah turns him inside out, round and round, put him on his ass, takes it past him, plays it through to Gakpo. What a finish. To me, I, I think I called it at the time a tribute to Bobby because <laughs> there's not many players who's, who's chipping that like that. Um, no. Bobby's one. Salah's smashing it. Manny's smashing it. Um, Coutinho. Coutinho probably, but yeah, there's not many. And I just said straight away, because I believe Gakpo's the mould of Bobby, then... Yeah, I said straight away. It was. I mean, don't get me wrong. Salah's run, as you say, he turned Martinez inside out. He didn't even know where the ball was. I think he had his back to the ball at one stage. Where uh, the so, fuck was he going? Exactly. So, and I, to be fair, again, what a ball into Gakpo, to, to be honest. That wasn't an easy ball. No. Uh, but just to have that, that sense of mind to say, Gay is just going down. I'm just going to think this in the corner was just... And then his celebration, I love the arrogance. Where he just literally walks to the cop like, yeah, that was piss easy, that you know. And yeah, it's the that, movement I, as well, by the way. I think the yeah. finish was top class. I can't, I can't, I can't stop watching this goal. I think, the, I mean, the 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 last one we'll talk about, but I can't stop watching this goal just because of the arrogance of that Martinez or Martinez, whatever you want to say, and then for him to just be turned inside out, cop end, yeah, by salary was just on his game. Oh, that was great. It was so good and it felt you, so so good as well that it was him. You look where Gakpo ran from. He started the move and I don't know. Yeah. Well, obviously, Hendo got the ball and he passed to him. And he, he's, what, 50 yards behind. And Salah's no slouch. So to just have that sense of mind that this is this is going to come my way at some point is, yeah, it's exactly what you should be doing. But how many players don't do it? Literally followed it all the way. And I'd say, perfect ball. And yeah, I'd say the audacity just to think it is, yeah. That was my favourite goal as, as well, to be fair, that game. Was it? Mm. Yeah, uh, and it was 3-0, so it was like, you know, ah, they're not coming back from this now. So at 2-0, you know, he's a bit, you know, we got a good second goal at the start of the second half, but United get one back, you know, the back in it. 3-0 for me, I didn't see them them coming back from that. And that was, yeah, but just the, the, the move from them having a corner or a free kick to us score them was like like the West Ham goal a few seasons ago with Salah and that. It just reminded us that, not that Liverpool are back because we've got a long way to go before we are, but it was it was old Liverpool. Yeah, and then you got the fourth one, which is a top class by Salah. Anyone who doesn't know, I've now got the scoreboard behind me on the street. <laughs> <laughs> um, <laughs> so the fourth goal, Salah, Barring in, right foot. It just doesn't get better, does it? No. So the whole, I know it was a bit scrappy outside the box and stuff, but to win the battles was the most important thing for me. And then for it to land the Salas on the vol, barring in, cop end, it, oh, it was filthy, wasn't it? It was, and 
yeah, we we got the look. Don't get me wrong, and it was it was one of them games where everything was going Liverpool's way. Fifty fifty balls were just bouncing to us. Uh, I mean, to be fair to McTominay, the first block tackle was a decent tackle. I don't know why he jumped for the second one, but he did. I was shouting to Sal taking so much. Yeah, get it on your left and just place like he, he, you know, place it in the yeah. corner. I didn't expect him to just turn and smash that like that, but I suppose I, I, I've seen his interviews before the games, and then he, he was confident. You know, he, you could tell he wants that record today, uh, and I think that 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 again enhanced his performance. But yeah, what a finish again! There's not many players who were no. just on the wrong foot as well and just turn and smash that in like that. So he didn't even move until the ball's passed him. I know, and the fifth. I'm going to give a lot of credit to Jordan Anderson here because I'm one of his biggest critics at times and, you know, sometimes it's unwarranted, but sometimes as a fan, we do it and it's it's easy to say. Um, what a ball in for Nunes' goal that was. Yeah, I'm, I'm the same as you. I've, I've given criticism, but again, I said before the before we go tonight, it's, um, it seems to be like a new Jordan Anderson that got this bit of energy from somewhere. Um, and I, I think it's, as a team collective, personally, it's like the team's performing better, so individual players will automatically step up. But yeah, come for the, the the ball in for the goal, and and to be fair to Nunes, everyone's saying it was a fluke. I don't think it was. I think he, he meant to sort of glance it in, not maybe not so much off the back of his head, but he didn't need much power on the ball. So I do think that he meant to hit the ball like that. But a lot of people are saying he, he didn't mean it, and he was lucky. I mean, if he was. Don't care. It was a it was a second goal, and, and again I thought he, he he was sharp on Sunday second half. I won't say first half. I thought he was um, a bit lightweight I, first half. To be to be fair, yeah, I'm with you on that. I thought first half. I, I'd said it a few times to the lads I was with. I was, he, he just seemed to be getting knocked off the ball too easy. The ball went sticking. It was just sort of bouncing off him, and he didn't really look like he had that much in him. Um, I, I kind of feel like I got the same impression at Madrid. The first, I won't let's not touch on that too much, but. The Madrid game, the first 20 minutes when the ground was absolutely electric, he was keen as fuck. And then he sort of looked like he couldn't breathe. He looked yeah. like he was knackered and the occasion got to him. It felt like that at United as well. But then after the half-time break, he was like a totally different player. He was, yeah, yeah he had everything in the knees. He's, he's a proper, proper player. He's a proper Liverpool player. Him. And he's had some shit over his time so far, mate. But if we're going to compare signings and we're going to say someone's a flop, if you're telling me that he deserves more criticism than that fucking ice gem that was playing right wing for them, that Anthony, hmm. oh, just, he, just... he is shit. <laughs> Agreed. And then you've got like players like Murdoch signing for Chelsea for 18 million. He hasn't got a goal or an assist. Hasn't I don't see enough. him getting the same criticism as what Nunes has got, who's, who's now got eight and 19 league goals. So I, I, I don't understand the criticism. Yeah, he, at times he, he's quite frustrating and he's lightweight and he'll sort of get touched and fall over and be sure to go out in any. Um, but then second half, yeah, it's unjust lit. And he was, t- I think he, at one point he took three plays on across the pitch and that's when Luke Shaw sort of needed him in the back. I thought, yeah. where's this player been for the first half? Yeah. But yeah, I think he needs that atmosphere. He needs the, the team performing. I don't think, like, Salah can win a game 
Liverpool can be playing crap and Salah can be he'll win you the game. I don't see Nunes as that mould. I think mm. Nunes sort of rides on the crest of a wave. I think he he needs people around him playing well and something to go for, like the crab being up and everything. He's the type of player who does that. And people compare him to Suarez. I don't see him anything like Suarez, to be fair. Um, just his, just his attitude, isn't it? Possibly, and obviously the Uruguayan connection. But he's completely different players. But I think he'll be very successful at Liverpool, to be honest. I, he, I think he'll get 20 goals this season, not in the league, in, in total competitions. And I don't see that as a poor season. He's only, he's only six off it, isn't he? 14 in all competitions. Yeah. Obviously, we might only have one game left in the Champions League, but how many games? You've got 12 league games left. Mm. Um, current form, I, I'd, I'd expect them to, to hit six more goals. Yeah. Um, but yeah, um, I, I think the criticism's been discussed on, on Nunes from the media and, and pundits, to be fair, mate. Too easy, isn't it? But uh, the sixth goal, Salah's right foot, a bit of a chaos in the middle again. Fucking shocking defender from United, to be fair. And it's a game of ping pong, but he's there with his right foot and he slots it again. And that's yeah. all we can ask for, isn't it? Obviously, congratulations beating Robbie Fowler's record in something like 100 games less and as a winger. And you've got to keep reminding yourself as a winger because he's probably played number nine maybe 10 times in his slip-bill career. So to get that many goals, and they haven't even touched on his assist in that time, um, to in 100 games less than Robbie Fowler, who, you know, he was God, wasn't he? You know, everyone loves, loves Robbie Fowler. is is absolutely phenomenal, to be fair. And... He will go down as a legend for Liverpool, there's no doubt about that. 129 league goals in 205 league games with 53 assists. That is, like you said, for a right, let's say a right winger, because that's what he is, yeah. isn't it? Yeah. For a right winger, mate, that, that is just, that's just mental, isn't it? Exactly. Um, you know, people bang on about like Thierry Henry and stuff like that. Yeah, he started left wing, but then he pretty much turned into a number nine for Arsenal. To me, Salah's had more of an impact in the Premier League. In my opinion, I know people will probably disagree and think Henry's the greatest in the Premier League era, but I think for impact to a team, I think um, Salah's got to be in, in the conversation at least. He does say it, doesn't he? He does like the personal accolades, but as much as he likes the personal accolades, you can't begrudge him of it because of what he's done for the club and what he's won. But he's also a very unselfish player in terms of defensive work. It goes missed a lot. He does get back a lot and he does cover a lot of ground. It do, that doesn't really get spoken about, does it? It doesn't. And comparing him to, say, Vinicius Junior, he's not going past the halfway line, Vinicius Junior, ever. And, and again, if, obviously, to play under Klopp, you need to have that, that bit of extra running in your legs. But I've never seen him complain about doing it. He, he, he just does it. To, I mean, to be fair, some of the goals have come from defending deep and obviously him on, on the chase. But yeah, he does the dirty work. And people say, like, he always a selfish striker. Yeah, when he's got a through one goal and that moment, perhaps how many assists have you just said he's had? So he isn't the most selfish player. Exactly. Uh, and I think a lot this season, I think he's developed his game a little bit more like them two assists on Sunday, both clever little balls. Um, so I do think he's developing that side of his game any, anyway. But I don't mind him being selfish. The stats talk for themselves. So he, and again, he's one of them. He's won everything. When your career's over, mate, you, you've got to look at what's around you in your house and your, in whatever, well, let's say in their museums. <laughs> yeah. um, but, you know, yeah, he's won the trophies and he's won them as a team and he loves that and we love that. But he's also got to look at what he's achieved and what he's achieved, not only as a as a team player, but as an individual player, is is phenomenal. And he will go down 
in my opinion, as one of the greatest players of the Premier League era. You can't even argue with it. The numbers don't lie. The trophies don't lie. The individual awards don't lie either. Again, massive congratulations to the king, the Egyptian king, Mo Salah. And it was very fitting that Trent ends him with the crown, cop end. Yeah, 100%. Um, okay, so the last goal, this is going to get a little bit more talk. The ground was already bouncing. The stadium was just like, it lifted so much. We're 6-0 up, we're at home to Man United. Roberto Firmino's warming up on the bench and from the 55th minute until he come on, his name was sung, the ground was shaking. And I'm not kidding, right? I can't remember a feeling like this probably since, well, when I was younger. But <laughs> I'm not going to go that far back. <laughs> but yeah, when he come on, I felt the floor moving in the cup and it hasn't felt that good in that long. I, I'm not even going to lie, I'm a grown man and I was fucking emotional as anything. I went crying. I'm not going to say I was as far as that, but... You just it just meant everything to see him come on, and you knew it was his last game against Man United. That I think that was the big thing as well. He knew it was his last big moment against United, and then when he scored, fucking hell! Every time I look around, everyone was just hugging each other, like squeezing each other, and like singing his name at the top of the voices. It was just amazing. It was like it was the, the icing on the cake for an unbelievable performance from Liverpool. And if anyone could have got the last goal, it had to be him. And I think it's it is what you've just said. It's his last time in a against the United, and it's going to be like a journey for the last twelve games in it now. So you know, this is the last time he's going to be playing with Real Madrid if he gets a game against Madrid. And yeah, you sort of got that feeling with players down the past. Um, you know, players who've like Gerard and stuff. I'm going at the end of the season. Every game turns into a you know, bring him on for ten minutes or do whatever, and we'll have a Firmino moment. But I think it's let's enjoy him while he's here. But uh, yeah, I, I do. I believe it's it's just enjoying because he's given us eight years of unbelievable moments. To be fair, the no look goals, the you know, I say the celebrations. I'll miss the most personally. Um, I think you the done... Arsenal, the Club World Cup. You could literally you could go on forever. Exactly, but I think he, he's always scored important goals as well. Uh, like I said, I think I put Paris Saint-Germain as up there with man, 3-2 injury time. You know, if someone on the ball who's going to keep a cool head from that position, it's Bobby, isn't it? You know? and people forget, like Salah scores how many goals, how many important goals has, has Bobby scored. And, you know, you can break each individual's career down into, you know, games and goals and stuff like that, but, um, like... I think Suarez was the same. He'd get like three or four a game. But in that season with Suarez, Sturridge got a lot of important goals in 1-0 victories and stuff. And people sort of mm. forgot that because Suarez was so exciting. Um, and I, get, I sort of get that with Bobby. He, he turns up at the right moments and scores vital goals. But I think it's just we've got well, probably 13 games from counting Real Madrid probably going out. But just enjoy him while he's there. And, you know, I say he'll get a very fond farewell in that last game. But he will. I'm, I'm fucking dreading it. I'm dreading that last game, and uh, just like as a Liverpool fan, but as a Roberto Firmino fan as well. Again, my little lad adores him, I adore him, we all do. He's just one of them players, isn't he, that you've got to love him, you love him. I think that's what it is, it's like a personal connection between you and him, yeah. and it, it's mad. It's There's not many players that can bring that. Like Salah, I, I, as much as I adore Salah and I love Salah, I don't, I don't feel that way about Salah, where no. with Firmino, there's just that connection between him yeah. and the fans, isn't he? That like he's one of us, and we're we're with him all the way. Yeah, and I, I think that that's exactly what it—the connection with the fans. He's always, and I think that's why he does these celebrations. So he's he's sort of giving something back to the fans. And but I've never heard him in an interview. To be honest, uh, he's never really—he doesn't do many interviews. Um, 
he, he shows on the pitch what he's all about. He doesn't need all that side of it. Whereas obviously Sellers, he likes the attention, the media attention. Everything else goes with the obviously for me probably the best player in Premier League era for me. But he, he likes the other side of it as well. He likes the the media attention and everything else. Bobby's right. I've done my job. I'm going home and you know do whatever I do when I'm when I'm at home. But it's oh, going to be a huge loss for us. Uh, and it's not just on the pitch. Imagine him in the dressing room and stuff. They've got that South like the South American bond with the, with the Uruguayan players and the Brazilian players, they're going to lose a big part of that as well. Mm. Yeah, and I, I kind of I get that. It's it's unbreakable at times and when you start leaving the likes of Mane then you've got Bobby leaving, Salah will be next, won't be any time soon, but he, he will be next. It's it's the three amigos, isn't it? It's the, um, the yeah. OG front three. I heard someone say the other day that this new front three could be better than Mane, Salah and um... Firmino, and I'm just like, you don't even go there. You, you've played probably 10 games together. These guys have played 200 games. The goals are coming out there. Here's an assist. The way they were together, I think it's way too premature to say these are going to even yeah. lace the boots at them front three, to be fair. I know Salah's yeah. obviously still in it, but they've got a long way to go to win. You know, everybody over. I do think it will be a good front three, don't get me wrong. I think the potential's there with, with throw Diaz in the mix as well uh, to be phenomenal, to be honest. But you shouldn't be making comments like this could be better than Mane no. for me. Yeah, let's not even compare that because I, I think what no matter what happens, the front three of Mane, Firmino and Salah will probably go down as the greatest front three I've ever seen in my life at Liverpool. The reason being is because they won us everything. We gone. We went so long without any trophy. Well, when I say any, any major trophy, yeah. Then Klopp just starts a new generation of Liverpool, and he brings them three in. Well, he doesn't bring them three in. For me, it was there. He brings Mane, and he was the catalyst of everything I thought at the at the beginning, and yeah. and then he brings Salah in, and the goals are just fucking ridiculous. But the three of them are an absolute joy, and we're a joy to watch in Liverpool. Andy Bonas, everything. So, yes, Gakpo, Nunes, Diaz. And Salah might come up with the same numbers, but I don't think I'll ever look back and say that they were better no, than them. Because they've, the come into, they've come into a successful team as well. Uh, I know, obviously, we'll write this season off as a fluke, yeah, but yeah. they've come into a more successful team. If you look when where Liverpool were at, when the likes of Firmino came uh, and, and uh, Mane, and obviously Salah came came in a year after that, but um, the way they transformed the front three was mm. unbelievable. Like they, They're going about Kane and Son, being one of the best number, th- number like two players, a three pronged attack has there's, there's been no better in in Premier League history for me. No, and at one point the three best in the, in the world, never yeah. mind, in, in Europe and the world. Okay, so United on, on that note, then has that brought them down a peg? Because you know I've just watched uh, an interview there with Rashford and with Ten Hag, and they're completely dismissing that game. They have to, by the way. What what I what I don't like about it is I'm gonna I'm gonna fi- finish it with this. I don't like the fact that people are calling it a freak result because I don't think it was a freak result. I think once we got that first goal, the pressure sort of lifted off the shoulders. Once we got the second goal, that was our game to have fun, and United didn't want to know. Now it's a freak result if they deserve to get something out of it. They never deserve to get anything out of that. No. Anything. Yes, okay, they had a couple of chances, but a couple of chances isn't a goal. That no. wasn't a freak result. Liverpool deserved everything they got on that day. We've got two huge games. We've got Bournemouth away on Saturday at half 12. Yeah. You cannot beat Man United 7-0 and then go and get beat by fucking Bournemouth. 
how do you see this going and do you think he'll make changes? I don't think he can make changes unless he's going to maybe swap Bastard in for Elliot and maybe rotate one or two, but I don't see why and how he can. Um, I mean, we should be blowing Bournemouth off the park by country mile, to be honest. I'm not saying that's what'll happen, but how would you? We can't beat United in the way that we beat them. You know, 1 0 Vin, you can say, yeah, it's still, you know, it's Bournemouth away next, but 7 0, blow them away. Literally perfect attack and performance. Eight shots, I think we had seven goals to then go to Bournemouth and drop points. It's just absolutely ridiculous. We can't. I'm hoping not. <laughs> What's your prediction for Bournemouth? I- I'm going to go 3-0. Okay. I'm going 5. <laughs> okay. Right? And I-, I like pulling these numbers out because like, it makes it interesting. <laughs> <laughs> I never said I'm, 7 I'm, against United. <laughs> I'm just using the with away as a... Let's yeah. reel us in a little well, bit. But... Our away form's been poor. We all know it's been poor. But if there's any time to step it up, it's now. Um, yeah. You can't If you want top four... There's no excuse for your away form. You can't dwell on that now. That's gone. Five games in a row now. We've had clean sheets and we've bagged a number of goals. It's time to carry this on. It's time to put our foot down and absolutely make a show of Bournemouth as well. Um, they're, they're an okay side at best, in my opinion. One of the favourites to go down if they don't pull the finger out. But Liverpool need to go there again as if United never happened and blow them away. Just before we move on off that one, I thought with the, uh, with the United game as well, I questioned um, the starting of Harvey Elliott, and I need to give him this credit. I've, I nearly missed it out. I questioned him starting him because I thought by Chetich, Henderson and Fabinho was the midfield for that game. Harvey Elliott was outstanding on the ball and off the ball. I've given a little bit of criticism in previous weeks on this, and I've said I don't see I don't see where he fits in or what his position is. I still don't. Don't get me wrong. Long term, I still don't. But. He was dominant. He was dominant. And, you know, you can't, you can't ignore that. So every time United got the ball. So where I seen it was from, from a Liverpool, I seen a four at the back. And then it felt like a diamond. It felt like we had Gakpo was dropping in and you had Salah and Nunes pushing ahead of that. And then yeah. you had Elliot covering the right hand side when it went out to the left back. And you had Henderson or Fabinho covering the left hand side. The guy is not great with his feet, but every time he put it to the wing back on the left, Elliot was in the face. And he was aggressive. He wanted it more. He wanted everything. Yeah. And I was, you know, as balling for Nunes, you know, yeah, okay. It might have been a bit of a hit and hope type of cross, but he knew someone was there and he put it in with the perfect amount of pace that you need one touch and that's in the back of the net. And his weaker foot, to be fair. On his weaker foot, yeah. And, you know, he went off that pitch and you know the crowd were there at the end. No one got off, but he walked around the whole ground afterwards and he got a standing ovation off everyone. He's one of them players, isn't he? That you just you want him to do well. You yeah. you really do. You want him to be in Liverpool share for years to come. You just don't know where that position is going to be. So you know, fingers crossed for him that it does go well. But I think the same applies with the team was playing well. So he he thrives on it, and, and I agree. I, I'm I'm like you. I, I still don't think he's a number seven. I don't think he's number eight. Um, but if he can play like that every game and. There is, a, I mean, there is a big future for him, whether it's at Liverpool or not. There's a massive future for him because yeah. he's a he's a really talented player, and for mm-hmm. 19, he's got the confidence. I mean, I think he literally took the ball off Casemiro about 10 times in the game. Yeah. He wouldn't let Casemiro have a second on the ball, um, and and that's this is a guy who's won everything at Real Madrid. Um, so yeah, fair play to Elliot. To be fair, you know, I've I've criticised him in the past same as you, but if he can perform like that, then. 
you know, that's what they're there for. They can we can change our minds. It's, you know, it's the whole fun of being a football fan, isn't it? I can't see many changes in the side. I would like to see a consistency in the side now, in terms of going forward with one or two changes, maybe with the likes of Bajetic rotating with other players, because it's important that you do take him out the firing line at times. Okay, so you're going with 3-0. I'm going yeah. with 5-0. Okay, and next week, on the release of this next pod, we'll be through to the quarterfinal of the Champions <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm glad you said that I didn't. So no, Madrid next week. We're going into that on a really good vein of form, but we also went into the first leg on that, and we went into the first 25 minutes on that. Bournemouth's not going to matter. No, no matter what the score is against Bournemouth, that won't matter against Real Madrid next week because it's a totally different game. However, we go into that game with no pressure, in my opinion. We go into the Real Madrid away game with everyone thinking we're out, with everyone thinking we've got nothing to play for, and. Everyone thinking that Real Madrid are unbeatable at home. We've seen stranger things happen in football than for us to go there and beat them. Now, I get what everyone's going to say. It's it's not at Anfield, the second leg. I get that. But the first leg, I remember going to, I think, the Champions League. It might have been the quarters or the semis, and we played Chelsea at home. We got beat 3-1. Drogba fucking annihilated us. And then I remember going to the away leg, and it was 4-4, and it was a... It was, you know, we, we could have got through that night. And no one gives a chance that night either. No. What's to say Liverpool can't go to the Bernabeu and play Real Madrid off the park? Tell me. Well, we can, 100%. To me, I don't see Ancelotti setting up very offensive. I see him setting up with Benzema Jr. and whoever on the right wing and just playing counter-attack past us and literally sitting everyone in deep. But, again, getting nearly goal. That's it, isn't it? You know, put them on the back foot, maybe a mistake from a de- the defender or, or whatever. It just makes them second-guess everything. I still don't think we will go through, but um, I think I said 2-1 to Real Madrid last week when you asked. I actually think we can go there and get a victory, but I just don't think we'll get a big enough victory to, to qualify. But with Liverpool, you, you don't say ever, do you? Like Barcelona, we were out. And I'm like you. Yeah, Adam Field would be so much better, but... Istanbul happened, that wasn't at Anfield. So you'd have got times in history where, you know, the unthinkables happened. I think AC Milan against Deportivo lost 5 0 at home or something. That's a, as you say, if you can put them on the back foot, make them panic. Because their second half against us was the easiest second half they'll have. Do you go with 4 2 4? Because I do. I would personally go make or break, mate. Honestly, I would. Or. If you start the first half and you hopefully get a 2 0, you two, you know, by two goals, then you go for it, maybe. But I think we've got anything to lose. So yeah. I'd love to, I'd love Klopp to turn up to the Bernabeu with his big bollocks out and say, you know what, we're fucking going for this. Yeah. And I'd love a forward line of Nunes, Jota, Gakpo, Salah, or Bobby. You know, it, you know, it makes no odds. Um, Play Bobby in behind if you want and have one yeah. central. <laughs> fucking hell. <laughs> But no, honestly, I'd love us to go there and I'd love us to prove everybody wrong. Not everybody in terms of football, but even themselves, I'd, lo- I'd love it for them because they know that they, they're better than what they've done in the last 60, 70 minutes of that game around oh. Liverpool. We're miles better than that. Yeah. And we proved that on Sunday because let's let's not beat around the bush. United are no slugs regardless of what everyone thinks. They were 22 games unbeaten, United, I think. So, yeah, yeah I mean, 
there was only one team in that game. But I think if we do get to them levels past Madrid, they wouldn't be able to go. Like we were saying in the home leg, Nacho against Salah, that should be a non-contest. Salah should eat Nacho for breakfast. Yeah. It was weird, wasn't it? <laughs> yeah, and, and he didn't even... I don't even think he ran on him and took him on once. And I'm thinking, that Salah on Sunday we've just seen against the Nacho now, it's a different player. Well, Alaba's injured, isn't he? Yeah. Mm. So, like the likelihood is it will be Nacho. But I, I didn't understand the first leg. I'd have just kept giving it to Salah to say, you know, just keep running at him. Keep, he'll make a mistake. He'll get a buck on the... It, it felt happened. like the, the Nacho sub sort of changed it for them, didn't it? Mm, it gave yeah. them more stability. I thought like Salah looked like he was happy against Alaba. Yeah. And when Nacho come on, I don't rate Nacho. So I don't know how he did how he put this performance in against Salah. It's like Salah shit himself. And I, I don't I don't for the life of me understand it. But you know, fresh opportunity next Wednesday, isn't it? Yeah, hundred percent. And I say get to them levels you have been We'll give them a game. But I say, I don't think it personally it'll, it'll be enough. But I reckon we can get a win now. Uh, I think I said Real Madrid beating us 2-1 originally. But the last few games, with the we look a bit more solid at the back with Canati there. We've got a bit of extra pace there. I, I just think maybe we can give them a game. And and let's be honest, we've been there before. If we can get one, two goals, they are going to they are gonna break it. Well, you've just said something important as well. Canati's back. Yeah. That's a massive difference. Well, the first leg was Gomez, and for me, he was half off for at least two goals out of five. So you've got Ebu back. Yeah, it might be a bridge too far, but what it does, that gives you the foundations to go for it. Yeah. Because you know behind you, two of the best centre-backs in world football. And, you know, that might be a big, massive statement, that because of how young he is, but let's not beat around the bush he is. I don't, I don't want to do it. <laughs> what is your prediction? I'm saying 2-1 to Liverpool. Reverse of what I said last time. Okay. I'm going to go with... I'm open for a Liverpool win, right? If it gets to 2-0 and we finish at 2-0, I'll be heartbroken because you, yeah. you've got one more goal there, you know what I mean? One of them to make extra time. All right, fuck it. No, I'll fall a Liverpool. Oh, fuck. <laughs> <laughs> We're coming back to this, and if it's 4-0... You're sticking it in. I'm throwing it in. But if it's not fun, it's getting chopped. Um, <laughs> <laughs> no, but... All right, well, let's call it a pod there. I hope everyone's enjoyed listening and I hope our predictions are right. Another big week of being a Liverpool supporter. Bournemouth's massive, not only for the top four ambitions, but to see where we actually are. But let's beat Bournemouth first, but then let's go into Madrid confident as well. Yeah. Thanks for listening. Thanks very Chris, much. Cheers, guys. Thanks for being here, Chris. If you're opinion of 2-1 comes in we can get to fuck because your opinions seem to be right (laughs) (laughs) see you later thanks to everyone for listening in to today's podcast don't forget to follow us on social media twitter.com forward slash the road end pod and on instagram instagram slash the road end pod 